Welcome back to another episode of Be Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. I'm your host, Angie. And it is that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Hey everyone. It is good to be back. I am trying a whole new setup here, so I apologize for any craziness. Um, I know you probably aren't going to hear the intro music that I have going into my headset, but um, if you are watching this on YouTube, but if you go to my podcast, you'll hear it. Anyways, it is good to be back. It has been a absolutely crazy couple weeks. Um, I did not post a podcast last week for good reason. I usually do it Tuesday, Wednesday, and Tuesday evening. We had a little bit of an issue. We, um, just for those of you that don't know, um, about five weeks ago, we rescued a Chihuahua. She's five pounds, five months old, and um, we have a 12-year-old Chihuahua who's um, bigger, much bigger, like 12 pounds. But um, yeah, she's been great. We've been potty training her. Things have been going well. It has been exhausting. I have not slept because I'm always worried she's going to get up and walk around and go to the bathroom and we're not doing a crate thing at night. We're letting them sleep next to each other and uh, kind of learning by example from the older girl. And um, if you ever hear some snoring in the background, they're both laying right next to me here. Um, I took their chains off so you wouldn't hear them shake and move their chains. But like I said, I'm trying a whole new setup here. Um, this microphone is picking up a lot more um, background noise, so I'm going to work with that. So I apologize for this first episode, but I just want to jump right in, try some new gadgets and toys out and see how it works. But last Tuesday, um, for those of you that don't know, chihuahuas are, are small, yes, Um a five-month-old puppy, no matter what breed, is absolutely crazy with energy and doesn't really think things through. And this one is no exception. She is stealthy, like you would not believe. So stealthy. She's there one second, gone the next, and you have no idea. You didn't even hear her. I, I need a bigger bell or something on her because her tag doesn't really make a lot of noise. Anyways, she had, we do have a basement in our house here, which we've never had since we lived in Illinois, but we have a basement. She was running down the stairs, got tangled up in some feet, and needless to say, we had an issue. And she was crying and um, not putting weight on her leg. We had to take her to the emergency vet Tuesday night. Sure enough, best case scenario would have been like some like muscle tear, soft tissue tear, and just some pain meds. Worst case scenario would be a major fracture and surgery requiring only surgery, nothing else would help. We had the worst case scenario. She actually fractured her femur. And um, I gotta tell you, um, I have fallen in love instantly with this puppy. And in four weeks, she is in my heart deep to watch that little tiny face being in so much and um, and so I um, had to deal with the fact that she, I couldn't get her outside. She wouldn't go to the bathroom. She couldn't stand. She couldn't lay comfortably. It was absolutely crazy. So what we ended up getting done is um, she was on pain meds that first night. Wednesday, I just spent like the whole day 
with her next to me, I couldn't even move. If I moved, she had to move with me and really, really carefully. Now that I've seen the x-rays and I could see the break, I was so worried about moving her anywhere. And so um, I called and called, finding out that it wouldn't be uncommon for us to wait 10, 14 days to get her in for surgery. And I couldn't believe it because I was struggling with just the last 10 hours. I had no idea how I was going to do over a week or maybe even two weeks of her with a fracture. And and as a puppy, I, all I kept thinking about is it growing wrong, like not together and, and her bone growing because she's growing quickly. We did fortunately find someone who was available way out in the western suburbs here, so about 45 minutes away from us, that could do the surgery Wednesday night or late afternoon, like 4. So we did. We raced out there. I asked my vet, like, what do I look for? What are red flags? Because I really didn't want to just put her in anybody's care. And I was hoping upon hope, since it couldn't be my vet, um, that this orthopedic surgeon was good. And so... Long story short, she made it through surgery. I was worried about the anesthesia and all that stuff, but she made it through surgery. Um, she's been home. We were on pain med schedules for a couple days. She's been finally weaned off of it. And now the hard part really begins as she starts coming out of that stupor those first couple days of anesthesia. We have to make sure she doesn't act like a puppy and go running around crazy. I got to tell you, that has been a full-time job. She wants to jump on uh, the couches, and she can't. I mean, it's a full-on explosion jump for her to make it. Um, she obviously can't be put someplace up high. Like right now, she's up on a chair next to me. But if I move, I have to put her down, even if she's sound asleep, because chihuahuas tend to sense that their owners are gone, and they will go looking for them. <laughs> so needless to say, I have been at the beck and call of this little tiny puppy, I have spent a lot of time just sitting outside in the mornings, letting her kind of explore and work on gaining um, confidence in her walking. Needless to say, we also have a lot of birds in our backyard because I have bird feeders everywhere and she loves chasing birds. She's a birder and so she will run and it scares me because if she slips and falls, she could break. She has a big, well, big, it's small, but it's the full size of her femur. Um, metal plate on her inside of her leg on her bone screwed in and until she gets the staples out which are the entire length of her thigh um, which she gets out next Monday um, we need to be very careful um, puppy bones are soft they tell us and screws can come out if they slip and fall or they do an explosion jump or whatever so whew, that has been my life and that is why I missed the podcast last week and why I was really kind of quiet on, on social media because I just was all consuming, making sure she was healing well. I was an emotional wreck. I held it together from Tuesday to Wednesday afternoon, waiting to hear from the surgeon that he was out and she was good. Just about, I almost succumbed to every emotion there at that point in time. And when the surgeon did finally call and say everything was good, I just bawled. <laughs> I was a complete train wreck. So that is where I have been. But what I have learned, and I thought I would just kind of talk about today, um, you know, I know that uh, for those of you that have listened listening for the first time, I am an amputee. I'm an above knee amputee. 
That happened three years ago. It was a choice I made because of about five years of failed surgeries on my knee and then a blood clot that I wanted to start trying to live my life and I thought I could live my life better with um, no leg. And I have. I've, I've totally lived the life I've wanted to live. I'm back to normal. And I say normal because I don't use normal very often. I'm back to where I want to be. Let's just put it that way. And most of my podcast, I do want to empower amputees to live their life. And I've really kind of struggled with this because I have been hearing from some of you that you may not be an amputee, but it's helping you. And I'm starting to diverge a little bit more into just motivating um, through my own personal journey. And if I can do it, then I think you can do it. Um, I don't consider myself disabled at all. Um, I only use disabled parking if I'm going to go into a large store like a Costco or a Walmart, or if my leg, and it happens, is not fitting right, or I'm sore, I've bruised it up doing something like hiking. So then I use my handicap parking spot. But other than that, I try not to because there's other people I think worse off. With that being said, I've noticed that a lot of my podcasts really don't revolve around amputee amputee life and struggles um, because I only really talk about what's going on with my life and where I'm at because it's easier for me. It's kind of like my writing. I only like to write not when I'm forced to write or when I have to write, but when I feel like it, when something's going on and it's kind of overflowing. And so yesterday when I got on my Tuesday talks and I did live Instagram and Facebook, it was based on the fact that I was taking time for myself. And then I started realizing how awesome that is for my mental health and that I really ought to share that. Even though I believe it's common knowledge and most of you probably understand that, I think it bears repeating. And what's been happening, I decided this week now that Maggie, our puppy, is moving a lot better And our weather here in Arizona is fabulous right now. It takes a little time. The mornings are still really chilly. But once the sun comes out in our backyard area, I've moved my chairs because the way the sun's at right now, it's not on our patio as much as it's on our side yard, which is all gravel. We don't have grass. Um, I moved the chairs to the gravel for me, my older dog likes to sit on the chairs and then Maggie likes to just explore. She's a puppy. She wants to explore. She's sniffing everything. She's eating every leaf she can find. Um, And this just gives her a lot of fresh air and outside time, which then wears her out, which means that she'll sleep then. So I have a motive for everything. But what I have noticed that I have gained from this is I have gained allowing myself to forget all the things that I must get done in a day so that I can take care of her, which inevitably is taking care of myself. And I've realized that I'm, maybe I'm not getting everything done on a checklist as I am a housewife and a mom, but I am getting things done enough to move on to the next day and the next day and the next day. I'm taking time to absorb some sunshine, some fresh air. The warmth warms my body up. And I have found that I put my phone down 
and I have been um, literally enjoying listening to everything that's going on around us. For me, it's all my birds. I have like five bird feeders out there and a couple hummingbird feeders. And I have just a plethora of birds between uh, like four uh, cardinal pairs and um, cactus wrens, morning doves, quail. Um, I have yellow, uh, the house finch, the yellow finch. Um, I mean, you name it, we've got it. Uh, There's birds here that I don't even know how to recognize yet. Um, We've got our woodpeckers. They're loud. They're obnoxious. They squawk a lot when they're upset um, or if I'm in the area. And I just sit there and I listen. Well, yesterday was really cool because I was just sitting there relaxing. And I think I was just kind of thinking about what things I had planned with my son that's in college. He was home and we were going to do some stuff um, together that afternoon. And our um, older dog was sitting there and barking at the backyard. And if you haven't seen our backyard, it is all natural like desert. Like we have neighbors, but you can barely see them. And there's a lot, we have our wash area is our part of our property. And we get a ton of animals. We've got some bobcats, residential bobcats. I've got to watch the pups. Um, We have coyotes everywhere. We have javelina, for those of you who don't know, wild pigs, big tusks, and they can charge you. They are kind of obnoxious and they smell so bad. Um, And then we also have deer, which I have never, I've seen all those other animals here and there, even in our old home um, that's more in a more residential area, but I've never seen deer in Arizona except when we go up north to Flagstaff in the cabin. And yesterday she kept barking and kept barking. So I first I thought she was just barking because someone walked by at our neighbor's house. But she kept barking and she only does that to alert me when there's something in the backyard. Usually she barks at the javelina because they come in like a pack of like 12. Um, and so I got up and I looked around and sure enough, there was a huge mule deer buck. Big antlers. I think I counted nine points on his antlers. And he was, I thought he was standing until I got a closer look and took my camera and zoomed in. And he was laying in the shade between my yard, uh, my house and our neighbor's house, which was so cool. And he looked at me and he's looking at the dog. He could care less. He was not spooked. He wasn't worried. Um, you know, I was up, uh, up above on a balcony in our backyards higher than the wash area. And, um, literally just sat there and watched him and it was the most beautiful thing and I thought geez you know what if I hadn't been home or if I was home and I was doing my normal routine inside where I was getting the dishes washed getting things picked up doing the laundry playing with the dogs inside playing my music being on my phone working on my computer whatever I would have totally missed it and there was just something really joyful about seeing a part of creation that I don't get to see often in my backyard, just hanging out. And I had gotten my big camera and I was taking the close-ups of him. And then I finally came in for a little bit, did some things. And I thought, I'm going to go back out. Cause at this point now I've spent over an hour watching him, um, just 
enjoying watching his ears flip back and forth. And um, if you look on my website, uh, I'll post some pictures with this podcast. Um, but I, I decided that that was definitely going to be my talk yesterday. So I went live on Instagram. I went live on Facebook and I shared the fact that sometimes we just need to hit the pause button to enjoy life and to really give our mental health uh, a boost. My emotional health, I mean, my emotions have been all over the place with our puppy going through what she went through. I was drained. I was exhausted. I wasn't sleeping well. And I I knew that I, I needed something for me, even if it meant only a few minutes each morning. I would literally take my breakfast outside and I would just sit and I would enjoy the sun warming my body up and just sit there and listen to my birds. And it was just awesome. Totally awesome. So when I went back out to see um, where he was, I looked where he was. He wasn't there anymore. I'm like, oh, man, the moments passed. I knew it would. I knew it would eventually move on. He'd have to keep moving. And then all of a sudden something caught my eye. And he was, he'd actually moved closer to my my porch and laid down. And he was really close at that point in time. And he saw me, he kind of flipped his head towards me and he looked at me and he just stared at me for a little bit and then realized that I wasn't going to hurt him. I wasn't moving any closer. And he just kind of sat there and he started looking around my backyard and his ears were twitching, probably getting flies off of him and everything. And it was just so awesome. So this podcast, I really wanted to address the fact that you know, I know that mental health is a big issue that we hear about a lot today. Um, sometimes those of us that are overachievers, that are perfectionists, that try our best to please everybody, like me, type A, I can't sit down. I'm constantly doing something. I'm picking up a new hobby. I'm doing a new project. I can't stop. A lot of times that is a, a, a place that we get to where maybe we're not really checking in with our own mental health and not taking the time that we need to realize that we need something. And I implore you to spend a few minutes every day breathing in fresh air, being in some sunshine, learning to breathe deep. We tend to breathe with our stomach and we breathe short, shallow breaths while we're working. A lot of us might even hold our breath some while we work. But you really should use your diaphragm and feel your chest rise and fall versus your stomach go in and out. And so best way to do that and really to see how you're breathing is to lay on your back. And I brought this up um, a couple weeks ago. If you lay on your back and you can put your hand on your chest and your stomach, check to see how you're breathing. If your stomach hand is rising and falling, you're not breathing the way you should, you should feel your your hand on your on your chest moving up and down. And if you can learn, and I used to do this all the time where I would take time for myself and I would try to breathe in for 10 seconds and hold for like four seconds and then breathe out for 10 seconds and hold for four seconds. Um, you may have heard it, it's called box breathing, but you just, you need to learn to get that oxygen in your blood a little bit more um, and and it also just slows you down. 
makes you think about those things. Something we take for granted every day, right? Breathing every day. But, you know, I think, I think you'll find that it has a really good health benefit and will stimulate positive hormones through your body, which will then boost your metabolism and boost your happiness and boost your moods and things like that. And that's what we're all looking for. Now, my whole family is pretty much in Illinois, and I know it's cold, it's still winter, there's snow, but even if you were to spend five minutes outside breathing in that cold air and enjoying maybe some sunshine, I hope, I know that I know that the Midwest tends to get like overcast every day, but even, even the diffused sun through the clouds is better than just being indoors encased in the same air you've been breathing all winter get outside and get some fresh air even if it's standing on your porch or just opening your door a little bit and sticking your head out if you can just spend a couple minutes for yourself where your phone isn't in your hand you're not thinking about work you're not thinking about your meal that you have to plan you're not thinking about the store that you have to go to you're not worried about what happened yesterday but you're focused on the moment you might just find that you will be boosting your own joy in your hearts with just that minimal tweak to your day. And then what you might actually find is you will make more time for yourself because you'll want more of that. Five minutes won't be enough, then 10 minutes won't be enough. I have a hard time if I know my head is going to be spinning. Like I'm the person that goes to bed at night thinking about tomorrow and what's going to have to happen. I like to plan things out because I like to be efficient with my time. But if you can actually spend this time on yourself where you're not somewhere else, but actually right there present in the moment, like I was yesterday when I realized that my dog was barking. I think I was off on a tangent. My mind was somewhere else. She barked a few times and I was like, okay, stop. And then I was like, wait, why is she barking? We don't have anybody that would be walking around in our backyard. Uh, landscapers weren't there, nothing. And so that's when I decided to get up and see why she was barking because it was just an alert bark. It was a constant alerting bark. And, you know, I had put myself in a situation where I knew what I was going to do in the afternoon with my son. And I was kind of planning it out in my head when I realized that she was barking. So even I got off track. I really wasn't present in the moment. I was thinking future. But while I was watching that deer and just enjoying every little twitch, every little nose move, his licking of his nose, um, his moving his head back and forth and just seeing how the antlers moved, just being present was it was such a lift to my day. It was, I can't even explain to you. And then I started really realizing all the birds that were talking around me. <clears throat> around here, I have learned to use the birds as my way of detecting uh, um, predators in the area. Uh, between large owls, um, small and large hawks, and our bobcat, those animals right there will make all my birds leave. Even if there's a full bird feeder, they'll all leave. And then I usually get, I have a couple really big swarrow cactuses out here. And I'll get a couple very loudmouth birds, like the um, cactus wren or the um, woodpeckers, will sit up on top and they'll be squawking. 
literally like either cussing something out. And if I sure enough look over the wall, the bobcat is usually there. Or if I look up in our Palo Verde tree in the back, there's a hawk. And I noticed that last week when I was sitting with my pup for several days and not moving from the couch, talk about feeling horrible about myself, uh, dropped everything. I had started 75 hard again. I had to drop it because I couldn't get the workouts in because I was the only one watching her. Um, I watched a hawk come in twice a day to my backyard, scare all the birds away, and it was hunting. So, you know, it's just really kind of neat. And I hope you're in an area where you can do that. But even if you're not and you're in a city, um, you'd be surprised on the things you would hear if you stopped for a moment and just listened. And I really do think that that time that we can spend for ourselves isn't selfish time. It is a time for you to actually reconnect with what matters most. And we have to remember that we have to take care of ourselves to take care of others. And we get one life to really live. And every day you get to wake up is an opportunity to live it to your fullest, to your best. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your family. You owe it to your friends to be at your best. And, you know, I say this as an amputee. I have had a lot of hard days. I've had a lot of hard years with all the knee surgeries I feel like I'm making up for a lot of that time now because I spent a lot of time trying to homeschool my boys while laid up in bed, while they did homework at physical therapy offices for years. And now I'm trying to live a full life because I chose this path for myself. Whether I'm going through ups or downs, doesn't matter. It's, it's what's in my heart. It's what I'm sharing with you. It's, it's trying to empower you to live your best life because you owe it to yourself um, to, to feel good, to love life, um, to know you're somebody special, that you matter. And all those things are important. And, and I want you to know I believe that. I believe you're important. I believe each one of us serves a purpose in this world. And um, we can't serve our purpose with a full heart if we aren't full, like if we haven't filled our bucket. And, you know, we talk about uh, bucket filling and and how when you do something for somebody else, you get tenfold back because watching somebody else succeed or feel good about themselves because of what you said or done to help them actually makes you feel good. And I've realized the more I talk on this podcast, the more I'm filling my own bucket whether one of you listens every week or a hundred of you listen every week, it doesn't really matter to me because I'm just out to make a difference in one person's life. And through all this, I know I'm making a difference in how I feel about my life. And I hope that it affects you in some way too. Now, at the end of every podcast, I do end with a call to action. And I bet you could probably understand what this call to action is. I'm all about talking about my personal journey and where I've been and how it can help you. But I really wanted an action. I wanted you to have something if you really were like, oh, you know what, that speaks to me. I just don't know what to do. That's why I do a call to action. At the end of every episode, my call to action is some form of activity that you can actually implement starting today 
and do that for a whole week at least. If you love it and you've started a habit, then it can continue. None of these are meant to end after a week, but I usually give one a week so that the next week you have something new to try. And you pick and choose. If you don't like doing that or you don't want to do that, whatever. But I try to give it uh, you an action plan so that it carries you through till next week. And if you ever want to reach out to me, I would love to hear from you on Facebook or Instagram or go to my website. My email address is on there. You can email me. Um, but this week's call to action, I think, is pretty obvious. I want you to spend at least five minutes a day in fresh air and taking good, deep breaths through your diaphragm, not your stomach, no shallow breathing. Put down your phone, put down work, put down electronics, even for five minutes. And, you know, maybe it's even, I don't know if you're guilty of this, but sometimes I feel like I eat on the run. Um, you wouldn't think I would. My middle of the day meal tends to be maybe a protein bar on the run, but then I don't really taste it. I don't experience it. I don't love it. And I think that that's why I've decided at breakfast time, because a lot of times at breakfast time, I will literally stand at the sink and eat my yogurt. And that's my breakfast. And then I'm ready to move on to the next thing because I want to get that right in the, the, the sink and clean it. And it's crazy. Um, but I've actually taken time to make a nice yogurt parfait. And I take it outside with my water. And I just sit in the sun. And I've enjoyed the berries I've put on there, or the homemade granola. I use a prickly pear um, honey on top. And I've actually sat and enjoyed it this last uh, last couple days. And I'm already feeling a pattern start that I really, really love. So I want that for you. I want to empower you to live your best life by starting your day or ending your day or taking a break in the middle of a crazy day just for you. Nobody else, no other thoughts in your head, and that's going to be tough. Trying to stop the thinking process of what's next, what do I have to do still, when does that have to be done, what's my next meeting, when does dinner need to be ready, I get it. But find a time just for you for five, ten minutes if you can spare half an hour or an hour, have at it, but start with manageable amounts. And for most of you, it may only be five or 10 minutes, but even setting a timer, see what five minutes really feels like to just do it for you. Work on breathing, listening to the surrounding sounds, even if it's airplanes and cars, but take that time to really Observe the world around you with all your senses, your smelling and your feeling of the sun or the cool air or um, smelling stuff, hearing the things that are going on around you, watching the things that are happening. And if you're lucky enough to go outside and just watch the birds, you might be even surprised in an area that you're in, if you sit and actually watch the trees, you might notice that there are birds in areas that you never even saw because they're flitting in and out really quick that you never really notice them because you're not really paying attention. But it'd be really interesting to see what you observe in the time that you take between now and next week, each day, you know, what time of day it is or whatever. I, for me, I also love spending time in the evening. So it's dark, but in our area, the stars are everywhere. And you can't see it, but right out here, I have some huge swarrow cactuses 
and behind that a huge mountain. And it is incredible to see um, home lights up in the mountain and then the dark sky and all the stars. It's so cool. So knowing that we are getting into the end of our episode, I pray that you're doing well. I hope that you have an amazing week. I hope you take time for yourself. This call to action is for you. I want you to be healthy, be happy, be you. Until next time.